Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners. Well, hello there. Welcome to episode 223 of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host, Mike Morrison, one half of the Membership Guys, and this is the place to be for proven practical tips and advice on growing a successful membership business. Thank you so, so much for joining me today. If you're a first-time listener, welcome to the show. Hopefully, you're going to love what you hear, you're going to find it useful, and you're going to rush to hit that subscribe button in your podcast app because, like Aerosmith, you don't want to miss a thing. So, all right, that was cheesy, right? But it's true. It is absolutely true. Today, we're talking all about big mistakes that growing well-established membership site owners make. Now, the path to membership success is paved with a litany of mistakes. Along the way, you are going to screw up, especially in the early days. It's all part of the learning curve and it happens to the best of us. Yes, even your friendly neighborhood membership guys screw up sometimes. However, you will come to a point where it feels like you really have your house in order. You've got your stuff together. You're on the right track and all those initial stumbles are far behind you. It's plain sailing from now on. But time and time again, we see seasoned membership site owners falling into the same traps as they attempt to manage and grow their business, maybe taking for granted that now they've got a few months or a few years under their belt, that actually they're a little bulletproof or they've learned all they need to learn. So in today's episode, I want to look at some of the most common pitfalls that we see experienced membership site owners fall into, and more importantly, how you can avoid them. So the first of these is resenting your earliest members. Chances are that if your membership has been running for more than a year, you've gone through at least one pricing increase. And if you ran special offers or promotions, particularly when you first launched, when you first opened the doors to your site... You may still have members who are paying a significant amount less than you are now charging to new members. I've lost track how many times I've heard membership owners grumble about this one. That it's not fair that some of their members are paying less, but still receiving the same amount of content, support and access as someone who joined more recently and is paying a higher subscription fee. So they come to us and they ask, how can I get more money out of those members who are still on our $30 a month deal? How can I stop them getting as many benefits from the membership as the people who are signing up now and paying me $60 a month? It's the wrong approach. Listen up. Those guys earned their cheaper membership. They backed you in the early stages of your site when many people wouldn't have. They helped you to build momentum, to put money in your pocket as your membership was getting off the ground, and they've stuck with you since then. You shouldn't be looking for ways to screw those members out of the deal you gave them when they first joined. That's completely the wrong perspective to take. Instead, you should be looking for ways to acknowledge, thank, or even reward those members for their continued loyalty. While they may be paying you less month on month, without them... Your membership would never have gotten out of the blocks. When we first launched Membership Academy in 2015, so more than four years ago now, our launch promotion offer was $29 per month. 
It now costs $49 per month. At the end of the initial two weeks, the price went up to $39, and then I think it was a year or two later, we went up to $49. But we still have a significant amount of people who joined our site during that initial two weeks. They were our earliest members. And I love the fact that they only pay us $29 a month. I love it. Because that means that they've been loyal to us for over four years. They have earned their cheaper membership. The Academy would not exist if they hadn't have taken a chance on us when we were right at the beginning of our journey. You cannot resent your earliest members and look for ways to try and screw them out of any lower rate that they may have secured by taking more of a gamble on you and joining you when your membership was younger, when it had less content, when you were still finding your feet. That's a big, big mistake that I see growing memberships once they get to that year or two mark starting to make. Another big mistake is people starting to mess with the formula. Now, once the buzz and the excitement of launching a new membership site starts to die down, you quickly find yourself settling into a routine, creating content, answering posts in your community, dealing with customer support, day after day, month after month, year after year. Ugh. It's easy to see why some membership site owners quickly get the itch to shake things up a bit and mess with the formula, changing what their site offers to their members. And often this decision is more rooted in curing the membership owner's boredom or neuroses than it is in responding to what members are actually enjoying, what they're needing, what they're demanding, what they're asking for. Messing with the formula is one thing. Messing with a winning formula is another entirely. This typically leads to sweeping overhauls that end up confusing or alienating existing members by changing too much, and in some cases can actually result in you completely changing the value proposition of your membership site and taking it a million miles away from what it was that people joined for in the first place. The key here is to continuously listen to your members, solicit feedback from them, find out what's working best for them, what they enjoy most, and then base any decisions about changing your membership on that. Pay more attention to that than to whether you're just getting bored with the same old routine. Often, just knowing how much people love and appreciate the work you're doing for them is enough to discourage you from making drastic changes. And if changes are needed, try to chunk them down into smaller adjustments which you roll out over time. This will allow you to adjust cause if things don't go too well, as well as making it easier for your members to digest any changes in direction within your membership. Again, don't mess with a formula just because you're getting a little bit bored of it. Third mistake is not dancing with the one who brought you. This is something we see a lot. When membership owners achieve a certain level of success and then immediately ditch the strategies, principles, and sometimes even the people that got them there. They assume that now they've hit their target, now they've got a certain number of members and they're hitting a particular financial goal, then the hard work is done. And while it's true that not everything which gets you there in terms of strategies and marketing tactics and all that sort of stuff, that's not always the same as what will keep you there. The tendency to completely abandon the things that have been crucial to your success can usually be very damaging. 
The biggest problem with that is that the effects of doing this aren't immediately felt. The momentum generated by having a popular podcast or running a highly active Facebook group can last months beyond the decision to close those things down. So initially, if you decide, okay, well, you know, putting out a podcast every single week, it was great, it helped us build our audience, but now it's just too much work and I think we're doing well, you know, I don't think we need it, so I'm going to close it down. You're not actually going to feel the downsides of that for months until after that decision has been made because of the momentum you've built. So because you don't feel that pinch immediately, you actually feel validated in your decision because you'll stop doing your podcast or you close your Facebook group or you stop sending out your email newsletter and then the numbers don't change. There's no negative impact. So a month later, you look back and think, oh, wow, look, we stopped our podcast and actually we kept getting sales. What a great decision that was. And then you'll write a blog post saying, hey, how we stopped, how we closed down our Facebook group but continued to make millions of dollars. That's because the effect of those changes aren't immediately felt. That momentum carries you through beyond the decision to ditch the stuff that got you to where you are. So that decision feels validated, but more often than not, a year or so down the line, those people who do that are left scratching their heads, wondering why things are declining, why growth has slowed down. We see it all the time. <laughs> We're not going to name names, but we've seen this so many times. Closing Facebook groups, ending podcasts, and then a year down the line, starting it up again because it took you that time to realize that maybe that was a bad move. If you're thinking of ditching the marketing tactics that have been serving you well up till now, consider an alternative. Consider trying to phase them out gradually rather than making that snap decision to allow yourself the time to more accurately judge the effect that these sort of changes have on your membership growth. Again, not everything that gets you there is the same as what will keep you there, but that doesn't mean that you abandon the things that got you to where you are the second you think that you've made it. Fourth big mistake that growing membership owners make is confusing inertia for loyalty. How many times have you heard of someone joining their local gym signing up for a monthly or a yearly contract, going there once or twice, and then never going back again despite the fact that they continue paying. We all know that person. Okay, let's be honest. Most of us have been that person, right? It's not, it's not we know someone, we are someone. Same thing happens with memberships. People join with a particular goal or a purpose in mind. They log in a few times and then they just fade away. They stop coming back as their monthly payments keep going. Even as they continue paying you, they don't come back. Now, some people keep that subscription going because they fully intend on diving into the membership eventually, but then they just keep putting it off. Others forget that they're even paying you, or they keep meaning to cancel. They keep making those mental notes every time they see that another payment has been taken. Oh man, I must remember must remember, next time I'm at my desk, I must remember to go and cancel that membership and they never get around to it. Many membership site owners would simply look at the length of time that a member has been active and assume that they were happy and loyal since they're still paying. Of course, if they weren't happy, if they didn't want to be a member, they'd cancel, right? However, 
That's often the furthest thing from the truth. Eventually, those people who are paying you out of inertia rather than loyalty, out of habit or forgetfulness rather than actually wanting to be a member, eventually they'll cancel. And if they'd forgotten about their subscription, if they just hadn't realized that they were still subscribed, they could actually end up resenting you for their oversight. So it's important that you don't take loyalty for granted. You don't just look at how long someone has been a member and assume that their tenure is in any way reflective of how engaged they are with your membership or how enthusiastic they are about paying you. You need to make sure you're regularly communicating with members. You're monitoring and responding to their level of engagement to ensure that things never get to this point. Next big mistake we see people making is taking advantage of their members. A membership site works really well when it's the core offering of a business that has some additional product services and revenue channels. Exploring opportunities to add a few extra little complementary offerings to your business should be a big part of your growth strategy once your membership is on solid ground. So these might be extra courses, there might be workshops, live events, books, what have you. This is what we call building your membership ecosystem with your membership sign at the heart of everything. However, we see a lot of people doing this wrong. And rather than trying to find new ways to serve their audience, Instead, they focus simply on trying to find new ways to squeeze more money out of them. So they do things like watering down the membership offering in order to justify adding a new higher price tier. So they start taking stuff away and then six months later, they bring it back, but only if you upgrade to the next level up. Or they bombard their members with constant affiliate promotions, abusing their trust so they can make huge commissions. We all know that marketer who only ever emails you to promote his friend's courses. You pay them a whole bunch of money to join their membership or enroll in their course. And once their obligation to you is fulfilled, the only time you ever hear from them is when they're trying to shill someone else's $2,000 course that, of course, you must have if you're serious about your business, right? Or they flood their membership site with ads. They sell their members' data. They allow people to pay them for the ability to spam you. All these kind of things, questionable at best, downright unethical, and in many cases illegal at worst. And yes, we've seen countless memberships resort to this sort of thing as they try to milk every last penny out of their paying members. Don't be one of those people. Don't take advantage of your members. Instead, look for ways in which you can genuinely add value to your audience. This may include creating new products, and some of those products may be higher priced. However, if it's all done in the name of helping your members more effectively, of serving your members and giving them more options outside of your membership, then it's all good. If you are driven by the pursuit of helping your members in the best ways possible, then that's the way to go, rather than looking at them as cash cows that you need to squeeze more money out of. The next big mistake we see established growing membership owners make is rushing to reduce their involvement in their membership, the level to which they are directly involved day-to-day with their membership business. 
The most common type of membership sites we see our audience creating are ones that are based around an expert, an authority, a thought leader in a particular topic. Membership Academy is one such membership. It is a membership site that is largely centered around the expertise of myself and Callie, our authority, our knowledge, our experience. When it comes to those type of authority-based membership sites, a large part of why people will join is to get access to you. The appeal of interacting with you, learning from your specific experience, getting your input and your feedback is a big draw. They don't necessarily expect to get your personal phone number or for you to be on call night and day. They just want to swim in the same pool as you, right? They want to be in your in-crowd. You are a draw. For these types of memberships, the most important thing is that you actually show up. However, far too often, you'll see membership founders rushing to minimize their presence and overall involvement as their membership grows. Your membership needs to be able to scale without you permanently at the wheel. There's no question about that. However, usually the motivation to minimize your involvement lies more in wanting to do as little work as possible rather than wanting to make sure that your business is finely tuned enough to allow you to focus on the right areas, such as serving your members. If you're looking to reduce your workload, if you're looking to work less, then the place to start is behind the scenes. It's with the mechanics, it's with the logistics and the processes. You don't start by reducing you, reducing the way in which you serve your audience. You've got to show up. So as your membership grows, don't rush to minimize how much you're actually involved in your membership because in doing so, you're stripping your membership of one of the biggest reasons why people join. And the final big mistake that we see growing membership owners make is perhaps something that is at the root of quite a few of these other things we've been talking about, and that is simply growing complacent. In the early days of running a membership site, you tend to celebrate every new sign-up. <laughs> Funny thing is, we've been going four years, thousands and thousands of members. We still celebrate every sign-up. We've talked about this on a previous podcast. We even have a little kind of almost sing-songy way of saying new sign-up anytime we get an email saying there's a new sign-up. And actually, it's turned into a little competition between Callie and myself as to who gets to announce the new sign-up first. We do it at home. We do it when we're out and about. We do it when we're with friends. Maybe we're a little nuts. We still celebrate every new sign-up. It still excites us. And for most people, while the buzz of new members joining never fully goes away, you do soon become accustomed to seeing people joining on a regular basis. Once you start building that momentum, you fall into the routine we've talked about, everything becomes business as usual, that's when we see people starting to get complacent, starting to take for granted the idea that members will just keep coming and that once they've joined, there's enough value to keep them subscribed. And so you take your foot off the gas a little, then a little more and a little more, and you stop caring quite as much and you stop being quite as passionate and quite as invested. And before you know it, your membership growth has stalled. People are flocking to other solutions and you're left scrambling for ideas on how to turn things around. The most successful memberships are always evolving. 
continuously looking for ways to better serve their members and deliver value. You need to make sure that you always have your finger on the pulse, engaging with and listening to your members and continuing to innovate and adapt to their needs. Complacency is the enemy of progress. So if you want your membership to continue growing, you need to keep your eye on the ball. Stay excited. Stay passionate. Stay on top of things. Don't get complacent. Okay, so those are the seven biggest mistakes that growing membership site owners make once they've got their bearings, once they're through that initial startup stage and they're starting to get quite comfortable and at ease with the day-to-day ring of their membership. So people resenting their earliest members rather than celebrating them. People messing with the formula because they're bored rather than because they're listening to their customer feedback. Abandoning the tactics, the strategies, and the people and connections that got them to where they are, not dancing with the one who brought you. Confusing inertia for loyalty, taking it for granted that if someone's been around a while, that means that they're a happy subscriber. Usually, that's not the case. Taking advantage of their members and trying to find ways of squeezing more money out of them, regardless of whether it's the right thing to do or not. Rushing to reduce their involvement in their membership, ignoring the fact that if their membership is a one that was largely based around them as an expert, then they have a responsibility to actually deliver on that and to show up. And of course, growing complacent, losing that passion and taking things for granted as your membership grows. So hopefully this episode has given you a little bit of food for thought, has given you a little bit of a kick up the backside if you've been falling foul of any of these common pitfalls that we see seasoned membership site owners making over and over and over again falling into those traps. Hopefully this has helped snap you out of it. Hopefully it's raised your awareness of where things can end up going so you can avoid it in the future. And if I've managed to do that, then I'll be very, very, very happy indeed. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Hopefully you'll join me again next week for another installment of the Membership Guys podcast. If you enjoyed this week's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out membershipacademy.com. The Membership Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. Whether you're still trying to figure out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Membership Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Membership Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. Check it out at membershipacademy.com.